0: Last time, we did half of a story. Lots of people think we did the whole story. but We only did half of it. And there's some very clever people who reckon that the reason Jesus told the story was more about the second half than the first half. So, we're going to have the story with both halves in it. It's a story from Luke chapter 15 and it's about a man who had two sons and uh, I'm going to read you this version of the story which is called uh, the dad who never gave up and I can recommend this book to you uh, if you want to uh, have a story with very short words this is going to be nice and simple for Sebastian I think Once there were two brothers. The little brother asked their dad to give them all his money. Do you remember we talked about this last time, four weeks ago? I know it seems like an eternity, but that's what we did four weeks ago. He took half of the money and went a long, long, long way away. And he used it all up, buying silly things all for himself. Soon, he had no more money and no more food. No food for breakfast, no food for lunch, no food for dinner. He was so hungry, he wanted to eat pig's food. Then the little little brother remembered something. My dad had lots of food, but I wasn't nice to him. I don't think I can be his child anymore. I don't think he will want to be my dad anymore. But maybe, if I'm sorry, and I work for him, he'll give me some food. So, he went all the way home. But the little brother was wrong. As soon as his dad saw the little brother, he ran up the road and gave him a great, great, big, ginormous hug. The little brother started to say sorry. He started to say something that, that he was too bad to be part of the family anymore, but he never finished because his dad was shouting, everyone, let's have a party. I found my little boy. Now, we did all of that part, so here is the second part. Maybe the most important part of the story. The big brother was grumpy. Why are you giving him a party? He wasn't nice to you. I was good. I worked hard. You didn't give me a party. You can always have my things, said the dad. And you always have me. But your little brother was lost and we found him. So we had to have a party. God loves us like the dad who never gave up loving his little boy. God forgives and helps anyone who comes back to him saying sorry. It's not because we're so good. It's because God's love is so big. This is the story that Jesus told about the two brothers. And last time we did all about the little brother. Now we're going to think about the big brother, who I've got a huge amount of sympathy for. Because actually, I think Jesus was telling this story to people like me. People who go to church and do good things. And don't run off and spend the money on silly things, apart from football matches, but in the main, spend their money in sensible ways. But feel angry. I just want to pull it all together and help us pray just a little bit more. The older brother became angry. And refused to go in. I think we can understand why he was angry. He not wasted all the money. He had stayed and worked on the farm. He had been kind and generous to his dad. He hadn't done anything wrong. But my son, the father said, you're always with me. And everything I have, thank you, everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate And be glad, because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He wasn't actually dead, was he? He was just trying to eat pig's food. But to his father, who didn't know where he was, it felt like he was dead. But also, in a way, he was dead because everything was lost. And he was in a bad place. Now, I want to share with you five things to take away, to understand, to remember, to hold on to from this story. The first thing is that God absolutely loves the lost. And you will be uh, alongside, maybe in your family, maybe in your workplace, maybe in your um, neighborhood. Folks who have messed up and are messing up and are a long way from God. And if they find Jesus and return to him, we want to celebrate rather than resent. And I wonder if there's ever a little temptation within us to just say, that's not fair, God. And the second thing to understand is that repentance is more effective than punishment. Do you remember that when the hairy one was punished, the more he was punished, the more angry he got. The more angry he got, the more he squirted everyone. The more he squirted everyone, the more he got punished. The more he got punished, the more angry he got. And ultimately, punishment doesn't make us better. Sometimes, and when we get to the end of life, The people that do wrong have to be separated out. And that is a punishment. And they have to no longer be able to hurt and damage people. So not everyone is in heaven, and some people in this life go to prison. But in the main, God is really looking for a heart to change. And I wonder whether we celebrate repentance or demand punishment. I wonder whether we're able to help people start again. I wonder whether we're able to help people rebuild their lives. I think that's one of the wonderful things about this church that I love, that there are a number of stories among us of people who are rebuilding life. And that's great. And the third thing to understand is, is that loving who God loves is more important than rule-keeping. Well, that's a strange thing. What does that mean? Well, you see, the, the I got the wrong wig on then, didn't I? The, 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 the grumpy, hairy brother had said, I've done everything right except the one thing that really mattered. He'd done everything right except love the church member who was going wrong. And we can think we're doing everything right. We're going to church, we're reading the Bible, we're singing songs, we're helping, we're serving, we're giving money, we're doing everything right. But if we do not love our neighbor, Paul tells us we're like a really, really loud, unpleasant noise. And sometimes religious people, and you and I have ended up religious somehow, I don't know how it happened, but here we are, Religious people sometimes forget to love because we're so hung up on the rules. Are we focused on who we can bless or what rules we should keep? In our call to prayer this morning, which you're going to go home and watch because of the music at the end of it, which is fantastic, but before you get to that bit because you're not going to scroll through the whole thing and not watch it, before you get to that bit we talk and pray about our food bank here's the deal everyone who's come to receive food has broken rules and messed up incidentally everyone that you're sitting next to has broken rules and messed up incidentally you've broken rules and messed up and we're focused on blessing, not punishing. Fourth thing, God's love for someone else doesn't mean we are loved less. Just because we've been good and wear nice clothes to church, some of you wear nice clothes, I don't, but some of you wear nice clothes when you come to church, just because we are good doesn't mean we're loved less. Just because we've got a bit hung up on keeping the rules doesn't mean we are loved less. And I wonder if we're aware of how loved we are. How precious to Jesus that he should come and take our place and die for us. And the last thing is that resentment harms us more than anyone else. It may be that we resent somebody else in the family, in school, in church, in the workplace, in the nation... And all it does is harm us. Because the older brother missed out on a great party. And when we resent, we harm ourselves. And I wonder who God might be asking us to forgive and to let go. Let's pause for a moment. Father, help us to love like you love to love those who you love, and to celebrate turning around, celebrate repentance, celebrate salvation. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.